0: Foraging, it's is—it's all the rage. But do you feel like maybe you shouldn't be picking that and eating it? A little bit of knowledge is not necessarily a bad thing, and in pursuit of that, I met Diego Bonetto in a Sydney park. He's the author of Eat Weeds, and he's also an environmental educator. Diego, hello. Hello, Jonathan, how are you? I'm good. We're here in this Sydney park to, to fill our tummies. To get some food. To get some food. Great. <laughs> it's all around us, apparently. Apparently
1: it's everywhere. And as a matter of fact, it is everywhere. We just walk around and there is plenty of vegetable and medicinal plants. It's Absolutely a, everywhere.
0: There's a lot of, lot of grass, a lot of, lot of different, different um, leaf shapes I see there in the grass. There are trees, of course. Yeah. Foraging, though... If I was sitting here thinking, okay, what about what a, what of that can I eat? I'm I'm suddenly paralysed. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Foraging is the oldest of skills.
1: We learned foraging even before we were fishes. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do? <laughs> I mean, that's what we do. You swim around in the water, and you need to get food from around you. Okay. Yeah. So yep. that's foraging. Okay. Even before we had legs, we practiced that. So. Evolutionary is something that we grew up with. We, in many ways, we are what we are today because Mm -hmm. we managed to find food around us and adapt it to whatever was around us and vice versa. So
0: foraging, not a thing to be afraid of. It's a a natural
1: human instinct and activity. Absolutely. And foraging is something that we practice all the time since forever and up to very recently on a regular basis. Give me an example of that. Oh, your grandmother? Tell me about her. <laughs> so foraging effectively, i put it simply, up to the 1930s, 40s, 80% of the world population were rural. Yes, yeah, so, you know, to engage with wild food sources was kids' games. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. people would just send off in the fields, get out of my hair, come back with food. <laughs> and and so we did. And so we did. And so that is a practice. this kind of... We kind of lost in recent generations Mm -hmm. because you know some cultures still practice today. No wonder at all. Indigenous people still practice foraging today. Lots of ethnic groups still harvest uh, plants today here in Australia, like any other parts of the world. But generically, uh, as a general statement, foraging. Came uh, was one of the lost skills, mm. was preserved in small pockets, namely the old ethnic groups, namely the communes and the permaculture realities of, of you know, here in Australia and so forth, and namely uh, also uh, survivalists. I'm very interested in preserving this knowledge okay. because it's a useful tool. Yes. Yeah. And today we want it back. Well, no, yeah, give, give me a reason why today I want to be interested in this. Because today we find ourselves disconnected. Hmm. We find ourselves that with all of the environmental pressure and the environmental reality that we're facing and, and then the scare of COVID, the supermarket shelves emptied overnight, you know, people yes. just got, whoa, where's my bread? Oh,
0: my <laughs> toilet on. paper! This, this, this system is fragile. The system is <laughs> fragile. Uh, okay, we're standing in this park. Uh, we're under this tree. And what do you see? I, I, you know, I I see one thing, I I think you will probably see something else entirely different when you look around you.
1: Yes, so foraging is absolutely one of the most amazing skills. It's all about seeing.
0: Uh It's a four-leaf clover.
1: Yeah, (laughs) things that you find when you look. (laughs) <laughs> so it's all about that. It's all about pattern recognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep. Uh, once upon a time, we were able to just walk in a field and spot, you know, 20, 30 different species uh, just by the look of the way they f- fly in the wind. OK, yep. the color, the different greens that you see in the, in, in 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 this uh, meadow that we have in front of us. What's
0: this, for example? What's this? Mm. This would be a dock,
1: one of the Rumex species, a dock, most probably the native one, uh, Rumex brownie, because there's a lot around over here. Yeah, quite a bit. How to tell the difference? I will need to wait for the seeds and then I can tell you which ones precisely mm-hmm. is, but because I know this place I assume is the native dock this is a common plant absolutely everywhere and most people call it a weed yes and they don't even know this is native it's not a weed there you have it but even if it was your book <laughs> the book is about weeds even the weeds the book, about weeds. The book uh, more than specifically the the word weeds is about engaging with the abundance yes the abundance that comes whether you want it or not. And with all of the rain we've been having in the past couple of years, there's plenty of weeds. OK. But or,
0: or dock, as you say, a native, or dock. a native plant. And what would you do with that?
1: You can eat this. This is not one of the best ones. It's rather bitter. Mm-hmm. But uh, the dock is a very um, appreciated family. of so plants, we probably, food-wise, you, must, you would know about sorrel. The French sorrel you buy at the supermarket, you probably grow it in your garden. Similar shape leaves, and uh, also buckwheat Mm -hmm. um, is a similar plant, the same family, also edible. That's made it commercially in our uh, in our food
0: stores. That thing of the bitterness is that I mean I I imagine with a lot of a lot of plants, nettles, things like dock, that bitterness is a common. A common trait in many of those, those weedy kind of plants? Bitterness is
1: a flavor. Many plants are bitter, many, many plants are sour, some are oniony, I can see plenty of onion weed. Can you see all of this white flower?
0: Yeah, onion weed. That's wheat. all
1: onion weeds. Okay. Yeah, that's the, the onion weeds we get in Sydney, the Nophoscondrum. If you come with me for a walk, I also get you the 3 corner garlic, which is way better tastes like garlic and then the sweet plants and then there's you know uh, resinous plants it tastes like grass and <laughs> and and so forth you know so flavors are many and bitterness is
0: one of the flavors. So how do you train? how do you train that eye? you say the pattern recognition, the the knowledge you have yeah this is the tricky thing isn't it i mean our, our grandmothers would not have had the problem that i have of, right. of recognizing these plants of knowing yes. knowing who's who in the zoo out there
1: yeah yeah because they practice it because this is the kind of skills you uh, acquire and cultivate mm-hmm. as in um it is common for kids to recognise mulberries, for example. Let's talk about mulberries. Mulberries is something that the vast majority of kids in Australia have had some lived experience with, Okay? Someone at school told you, you can eat that... That tree there. Yeah, that tree (laughs) there. The day after, you map in the whole neighbourhood and find out where all of the good trees are Mm -hmm. and send all of your mates to the bad ones. So so that's the foraging that I'm talking
0: about. Uh, But I guess the thing is, too to not not to be reckless but to approach push this world well with curiosity.
1: There's plenty of information. You can, uh, I mean, I publish a book of late, but you can yep. get information from YouTube. You can get in public forums. You can talk to your old neighbor. Well,
0: you can even show a plant to your phone, and it you will, can it will tell you what it is. can even have a plant app.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you you can get the knowledge if you want to. Yeah, and the knowledge is there. That, yeah. That's not a problem. Let me find your plantain. Oh, yes, please. Uh, Flatweeds. Here's flatweed. I can find you flatweed already this is easy yeah. yeah you have this in your garden yeah no. probably yeah yeah this is the kind of plants that grows and in what do we do with that crack of the concrete mm-hmm. driver i wouldn't eat that one but yes that's oh, the same okay. plant Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you can eat this one from the park absolutely this is yeah. flatweed it's often mistaken for dandelion because it's got a similar flower yes a, a yellow flower with a clock of seeds you blow in the wind mm-hmm. but the difference is they hairy
0: leaves the texture to the
1: leaves is hairy and the leaves has not got the sharp toothed leaves Mm than dandelion would have yes so you acquaint yourself you become proficient in these small differences all you need is apply yourself and you start to see details and use your eyes dandelion didn't need to walk (laughs) <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Flatweed, dandelion. Yep. You we don't place them one beside the other. It's a, a similar use, food-wise. Similar use, both bitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, and if bitter is an issue for how you enjoy food. You would blanch them. Yes. You chuck them in boiling water, discard the water, they get less bitter, use them in pies, use them in stir-fries. And even
0: dress them with something which uh, dress uh, works them. with that bitterness.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Classic way to eat these plants for the Greek community is you blanch them, squeeze out the water, bit of lemon, bit of oil, bit of salt. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK, so... The good onion weed, 3 garlic is done for the ear. Mm-hmm. So this would be 3 garlic. Now, try this. Okay,
0: another. This is another the onion Similar weed. Similar little flower. Mm, much more. Oh, wow. Yum. How good is that? Yeah. It's like a chivey, spring oniony, <laughs> real crunch in it. Oh, a really nice bit of sort of onion heat in that.
1: Onion piece in it. Wow! As you can see, this was all onion weed, yeah, it's a and big it's patch. done for the here. This is the seeds. Yeah, this okay. done for the here. Yeah, don't worry. You can imagine it'll be back. It'll be back. <laughs> it'll be back.
0: Well, I guess that's the thing too. If it, okay, we know now this patch. So yeah, next year, a little bit earlier in spring, indeed. come back here, and there it will be. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Mapping
1: is an excellent tool for foragers. Well,
0: that's yeah, and also that that sense of once you explore this once you get a, a seasonal rhythm of these things you know indeed. to go there then and go to there then
1: indeed and you flag your calendar well
0: my eyes are open <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: yeah. the possibilities the possibilities so is next so time, much of that so much of this you just need to let your grass grow hmm. and all of a sudden you find
0: all of this abundance well that's the important thing isn't it you let it grow let it flower let it create the full cycle yeah of its yeah. life or well, at least identify
1: it hmm. Diego, how wonderful. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank
0: you so much.
1: Um, What
0: lovely tastes.
1: What lovely taste to finish off the onion
0: weeds experience. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Diego Bonetto there, author of Eat Weeds. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.